2: This time, it's actually, uh, in a positive frame, it's more democratic, right? The Latino and Black Caucus have a historic opportunity to come together and draw um, a map for a majority-minority city.
0: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman. My guests this week are two of the most savvy people I know, about the once a decade process of drafting a new ward map for Chicago, new ward boundaries to coincide with results of the 2020 census. Political Operative Victor Reyes, Attorney Bert Odelson, both of you are consultants to the city's, uh, the City Council's Hispanic Caucus. Thank you both for joining us.
1: Thank you, Fran, for having us. Thanks, Fran, for having us on.
0: Remapping is the once-a-decade game of Survivor, really, Chicago politics style. Do you guys enjoy this process, or is it a political <laughs> minefield that it seems to be?
2: Uh, Fran, it's both. It is enjoyable to be involved in the decennial redistricting, uh, and it is a minefield. Uh, I, this is my third one uh, at the local level. I've been involved in level as well and Bert's been
0: involved in many but it's both it's both fun and it's uh and it it's fraught. I'll
2: say
1: what right how about you I, 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 yeah I'll, I'll echo that uh this is uh um this is my f- third maybe fourth I can't remember how but at least my third uh like Victor uh the, the playing field is f- far different in 2021 20, uh, than it's been in the past so it's uh It's uh, fun for me, to tell you the truth, using the past knowledge. And uh, it's in particular more fun this time because I'm working with Victor and uh, uh, both of us uh, using our old experiences, as well as our uh, legal and political uh, knowledge to try to navigate a map for Chicago.
0: Yeah. Last time, I believe the time before that also, you were advising the Black Caucus. How did you come to change sides? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I, uh, I I don't look at it as changing sides. I just look at it as a, a, a different client uh, client trying to accomplish the same purposes. And actually, I have represented the uh, Black Caucus the last uh, two remaps, uh, and uh, offered my services again to Jason Ir- Irvin, and uh, he chose to uh, go a different direction, as they say, and and uh, so did I. And uh, happily, I'm I'm teamed with the victor under Gill's uh, uh, leadership. And it's been a very pleasurable uh, experience so far, but I look for a little more fun in the next month or so.
0: Victor, uh, Bert mentioned that the landscape this time is far different. I can think of a, a couple of reasons why, one being that the mayor of Chicago, Lori at this time, is pretty much hands off on the whole thing. In addition to that, you have no Dick Mel, you have no Ed Burke, who's indicted and probably not going to run again. You have Mike Madigan, not playing the heavy hand behind. Ha- explain how the the heavyweights being absent changes the
2: game. So, so you're right about that, Fran. And in the time that I've been involved before, there was always, you know, members of the gray hair caucus that we're calling the, the shots, <laughs> basically it basically being the deciders and pushing things in certain directions. Um, this time, it's actually uh, in a positive frame, it's more democratic, right? The Latino and Black caucus have a historic opportunity to come together and draw um, a map for a majority-minority city, um, uh, but it's also a little messy, right? Democratic, democratic processes can get messy, right? So you have two minority protected classes that are looking to represent the interests of their communities and, 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 and they don't have, you know, the, uh, the gray hair guy saying this is the way it's going to be. So it's going to be a little bit messier, uh, but 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 certainly more democratic.
0: Bird, why don't you take a crack at the absence of the heavyweights and the mayor?
2: Uh, well, I have to echo what
1: what uh, uh, Victor has just said, uh, you know, we, we the last two times at least uh, we we uh, did the mapping, uh, fought it out in the map room, and then collectively got together and, and uh, finalized a, a compromise. With as as Victor phrases it, the gray hairs in the room. This time it is more democratic, and it's a uh, it's kind of a pleasure. Uh, however, the um, um, the pushback from the uh, uh, African American Caucus has been has been disturbing uh, this time because it's not allowed us to fully utilize the my minority efforts that should be utilized uh, because of the demographics of Chicago. I will say this, though, about the mayor. It, it has been nice that uh, she's allowed us uh, to uh, uh, do the process according to state law, and that is that the aldermen draw their own maps, and that's that's kind of... What's happened this time, at least with the Latino caucus? So it's a it's a different process. It's a different day, but it may get down to that uh, pushing and pulling as we approach the final hours.
0: Yeah, that's not what she promised. She promised an independent uh, commission, and of course, she has not delivered that. She said it was not going to be the same old aldermen in the in the room cutting up their wards and protecting incumbents and all that. And so this time she's hands off. Do you expect that to remain or will she have to step in at the end? So,
2: so Fran, she will have to Every, every, every mayor has to, she has to sign the ordinance or she has to veto the ordinance. So at the end of the day, the mayor has to care about the process. I do give her credit for not appearing to meddle in like little ward skirmishes and Recent changes in line boundaries. I don't think any mayor wants to be in the middle of those food fights. But at the end of the day, she will have to decide which map most closely resembles the law, uh, the data, uh, and the interests of all Chicagoans. Right? Not just not just the minority groups. Or, uh, uh, or uh, there's three. There's three essentially protected classes. Right? We have African American, Latino, and Asian. And we think that the map that the Latino Caucus has proposed of uh, I think the mayor would look at it, having been a redistricting litigator in the past. I think she would look at it and say this most closely resembles the law, the data and the interests of all Chicagoans.
0: But, Bert, if she sides with a map that deprives the African-American community of two wards or takes it away at the expense of Hispanics, then she pays a price at the polls if she runs for reelection. Right. Right. It, it, it's a very good observation.
1: It, it's a no-win situation uh, because the Latino population is now uh, the highest minority population in, in Chicago. Uh, she comes from, she's a product of the African-American population. It's, it's a, the only win for the mayor here is, is to follow the law and follow the data and stay above the fray. Uh, otherwise, you're right, she's going to uh, not make one of the minority groups very happy, which uh, could result in, in, in 30% at the, uh, at the polls. It's a difficult situation. And that's why the aldermen should be allowed to, to draft their own map like the statute say.
0: Right, but Victor just said that she can't stay hands off forever. She has to choose at, at a certain point. She's well,
1: got to sign a map. I, I, correct. She she uh, uh, she doesn't. She doesn't because if we can't get a map done, then it's going to go to referendum, and then the people will decide what what map it's it's going to be. And that's another another option for her. Um, we've talked all along, at least internally in our caucus, about the magic numbers, and the magic numbers are twenty six, thirty four, and forty one. Uh, if it gets to 41, then there's no referendum and, and, and the mayor's kind of off the hook. Uh, 26 passes the map and 34 overrides a, a veto. So those are always been the numbers that we've kept in our, in, in our vision, uh, uh, striving to you know, get, get at least 26 aldermen on board with a specific map.
0: Now, the Hispanic caucus, as you mentioned, put the first chip on the table in this poker game. You both were instrumental in drafting a new map that calls for Chicago to gain two majority Hispanic wards at the expense of African-Americans. In the 2020 census, Hispanics bypassed Blacks as Chicago's majority minority. The Hispanic population grew by 5.2% or 40,656 people. The Black population dropped by nearly 10%, 9.74 to be specific, 86,413 people. But both groups are protected classes under the Voting Rights Act. So how do you justify Mm -hmm. this?
2: So, Fran, I, 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 I think I don't agree with your characterization. The, 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 the growth of the Latino population is what justifies the creation of at least one new Latino ward on the, on the southwest side. Okay. Ten years ago, Bert and I were both there. Ten years ago, uh, Mayor Emanuel told the then chairman that you have to give the Black Caucus 18 wards, even though the population wasn't there. And they left a Latino ward on the table last time to get to the 41. It was a a functioning compromise, right? They're not prepared to leave that Latino ward on the table. And there's just not enough population. It's not a a question of of one versus another. There's just not enough population to create 18 African-American majority wards. And you still have to accommodate, even though they're not a protected class, you still have to be fair to the, the implosion of white population. You have to do something about that white population, whether it 's marrying it with black wards or creating a new white ward so I, I think the characterization that it 's Latino versus black is is um, not correct
0: but Bert, you know the historic tensions between blacks and Hispanics about jobs, about contracts, about appointments. Uh, The only time it was really put aside was to elect Harold Washington and that coalition that he forged, that historic coalition. Isn't this going to? Hasn't it already rekindled those tensions?
1: You you, you know, it has and it hasn't. Uh, There there are are tensions. Uh, They haven't uh, uh, boiled over just yet. Uh, Victor and I have desperately tried to bring um, uh, aldermen together, and and we have, uh, Fran, we have met with thirty-five aldermen in getting their input uh, as to how they want or how they think the wards should be shaped, uh, in reliance on the population shift. So, um, it hasn't it hasn't boiled over to that point yet, and I hope it won't, to pitting the two mi- uh, minority classes against each other. Uh, that's why we put the map out early. That's why we we worked early, and that's why we met with thirty five different aldermen, and even the aldermen we did not meet with, we respected uh, the communities of interest within within their geographic subdivisions, so to speak. For instance, like the sixteenth ward, we uh, we unified Inglewood for uh, Alderman Coleman, uh, even though Alderman Coleman didn't meet with us. Uh, so we, we looked at the other criteria, which are so often ignored in Chicago, uh, but not ignored throughout the United States, and that's to try to keep communities of interest together and make the wards as compact as possible.
0: Victor, the far south side's 34th ward, long represented by indicted alderman Carrie Austin and her husband before that, would be shifted north to accommodate what you call an implosion or explosion of population in the downtown area and along the lakefront. Did you do that because she's an easy sacrificial lamb? She's not going to run for reelection. She's in ill health. She's probably going to focus on her defense. And so she's easy.
2: So so so, Fran, the answer is no, we didn't do that for those reasons. The reality is the 34th Ward is the ward that is the smallest ward the entire city today um and so based on the data it seemed to be the most logical i will also add we the latino caucus after months of, uh, of reviewing the process researching the law has has concluded that any map that is approved um by the city council must contain 15 latino wards um a uh, 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 majority wards Anything short of that will would likely be challenged in court and would not be would not be legal. How many wards they can draft uh, for the Black Caucus, we're kind of agnostic to. If they can make 16, 17, 18, you know, we want to make sure that it would pass constitutional muster, but we're kind of agnostic. This map, as Chairman Diego has pointed out, it's a start. It's the beginning of the discussion. But the fundamental principle of 15 Latino wards, quite frankly, you could probably map more than 15 Latino wards. But in the interest of of compromise and in in the interest of protecting um, uh, other minority communities, including Asian, um, the Latino Caucus has settled in on a legal one that is 15. So the 34th Ward was picked just because of the data.
0: Now, you also have an indicted Patrick Daly Thompson and also an indicted Ed Burke. Uh, Both of those wards have been uh, redone in your map. Uh, particularly Bridgeport loses its Asian population to create the new Asian-American Ward. Did you do that in order to uh, it? Because a Thompson is maybe unlikely to either win or run again because he's indicted. Uh, Um,
1: um, I'll take this, Victor, the 11th Ward. Because of uh, the Chinatown and because of, again, what I just referred to as communities of interest, we um, just as we united Inglewood, we united... The uh, Asian-American population uh, and the place to do that was where the Asian population was, and that's the 11th ward. And right now, I think our map shows about 49% uh, Asian. So it really didn't have anything to do with the current alderman or his situation. It had everything to do with the data, as Victor said, and his po- a population. And that's the spot where, where it makes the most sense and, and it, because of the population to create the Asian-American ward.
0: Now, remapping has long been about incumbent protection, most of all. But this time, there are a lot of aldermen who are either running for other offices or contemplating retirement. You have Howard Brookins, Chris Taliaferro, both want to be judges. You've got George Cardenas is running for the Board of Appeals. You have the three indicted aldermen. Does that make this easier? Does it factor in?
2: Uh, friend, when you, when you map, you can take incumbency into account. It's not, it's not inappropriate. But you really map for the population, right? So, so it doesn't really matter if there's an incumbent or not. You can map for the population. The 11th Ward is a great example. There's only one community that's booming more uh, than, than white or Latino, and that's Asian. Uh, and so you really map for the, for the population, not for the individual. However, you can take uh, incumbency protection into consideration.
0: Now, Jason Irvin, the chairman of the Black Caucus, has branded your map illegal, and he says it's craziness. It has no chance of passing. He has said that if the Hispanic Caucus refuses to compromise, Chicago is headed for a very costly referendum, uh, which happened 20 years ago. Bert, any chance of avoiding that?
1: Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, and I think Victor will would take? definitely agree with me. Yeah, what it, it take? It'll, it'll take. It'll take sitting down at the table and uh, Jason realizing that the numbers are the numbers and we have to pass a map that doesn't go to court, which happened I think 30 years ago and cost the city in excess of $20 million. It'll take uh, Gil and Jason to sit down and and work this out according to the numbers and the reality. And friend, uh, uh, Victor commented on the numbers that you you said forth a few minutes ago, but I wanna give you the more important numbers And that is since 1990, 1990 census, the Hispanic population has gained 286,000 people and the African-American population has lost 275,000 people. That's the important number. Uh, And that that has to be reflected in the map or it won't stand constitutional muster in federal court.
0: And yet... Any map that receives at least ten votes, and that's not a high threshold, triggers a referendum that would allow Chicago voters to choose between the rival maps. Can that be avoided? Victor, you said you, you you're trying to force a public hearing on this. Tell us what's really going on behind the scenes to avoid that scenario, that referendum scenario.
2: Well, look, okay. I you you. you. you you have to realize that if we get if we get if we get go to a referendum, that's kind of a failure of leadership across the board. Right. And this is where Mm -hmm. potentially the mayor can play an important role. Her knowledge of redistricting, her being a lawyer, she can look at the maps and recognize the reality of what needs to happen and maybe talk to some of her allies about bringing less heated rhetoric and more reality. And I think I think I think that's that's a role that she could be a real a real uh, leader on. It would be a failure of leadership across the board if we let it if we let this go to um, to a referendum.
0: Right, but she also has to put her own politics aside because mm-hmm. remember she didn't win any black wards. Willie yeah. Wilson did. Tony Preckwinkle won the rest. So she is not she is not coming from a base of strength in the first place in the black community. If she sides with a war, with a ward map that reduces the number of black majority wards uh, from 18 to 16, she's going to pay a political price. And you're saying she yeah. has to pay it. She has to put her future aside yeah. and do the right thing and let the chips fall for her where they may.
2: Well, she, 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 she tries to position herself as a mayor who will do the right thing regardless of the consequences. And this is a perfect situation where she needs to do the right thing based on the law and based on the population. And and quite frankly, uh, and Bert and I have discussed this with the lawyers for the committee, If if the city passes a map that is patently illegal on its face, it's going to go to referendum and it's going to go to litigation. So why not try to avoid all of that? and, not, and not, let the, not, not let this become a political football.
0: What price will she pay politically, though? You know, as well as anyone, Victor, the price that politicians pay for the things they do.
2: Well, quite, quite frankly, the issues that the mayor faces in this city are, are, are more important than whether the, the boundaries of this ward are drafted this way or that way. So I think what she, what she should be doing to get this behind her if, if, it, if it stays alive as a referendum and there's litigation, it's going to seep into the, into the, into the next election. And, and as Bert pointed out, she's in a no-win situation, right? She either has to be um, fair to all communities or unfair to whites and Latinos and do the political thing, uh, which is to support a map that is not legal and is not reflective of the census.
0: And are you saying she'll pay a price either way?
2: Well, as Bert said, it's a no-win situation. She could end up in the worst of all. She could have went. If she doesn't do the right thing, she could have been the worst of all situations.
0: And so tell us what's going on right now behind the scenes, because the deadline is ticking down to December 1st, which which is there must be a vote by then. What is happening behind the scenes?
1: So so Fran, uh, 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 our our chairman uh, uh, emailed a letter to uh, Chairman Harris of the Rules Committee a number of days ago asking for a hearing on the map that we have filed. Uh, we received, this is Thursday, That was sent Monday. There's no response. So the next step is for uh, a number of aldermen to call a special meeting to uh, uh, get this before the city council and, and open it up so it's transparent so we can have a public hearing with all of the aldermen and hear testimony uh, not only from the Latino Caucus, but from the Black Caucus, from the uh, 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 the, the white majority in uh, all of Chicago. We're desperately trying to bring this to the city council to open it up to get the input of the Aldermen, the lawyers, and the citizens of Chicago. That's what we're doing right now.
0: So how long are you going to give Harris to respond and call this hearing? And if not when will you call the special meeting?
1: Uh, today. We're, we're, we, time's up. Uh, it, clock's ticking, as you said. And um, I, I'm, I, I'm very uh, hopeful that the, the chairman will send a uh, email and letter uh, today with the clerk t- to have a, uh, a special meeting next week to open this up to Chicago.
0: And if she doesn't?
2: Well, Fran, let me, let me, let me, go go ahead, ahead, Victor. I I was just going to say that in addition to these public procedural, um, uh, things that we're going to do to try to push, um, a vote on the map, um, you know, we did for the first time ever, we had the North side, um, Latino caucus come in to meet with, uh, with Mike Casper, the council to the committee, and we had the South side, um, Latino caucus and we provided our um, shape files for the outer boundaries of the north side wards as well as the shape files for the south side. And so now the committee can start to take a look at uh, the, whether whether the, 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 whether we draft it in a way that's both legal and has the data proper and all of those things. And so we that was the first kind of indication of some willingness um, to sit at the table and, 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 and to draft the final map. I've also been getting some indications. Uh, from the committee's council that there's a willingness to recognize some of the fundamental census data realities. And so we we are privately making some progress. I want to make sure we're at, while we're pushing to have public hearings, we are also privately trying to see if we can get to that magic number forty one.
0: Jason Irvin has said he expects the Rules committee that uh, Michelle Harris chairs to present a joint map proposal in about a week. What is that?
2: We would, love, we would love to see it. We would love to see we, uh, uh, how, they might, how they might create 18, uh, 50% majority um, African-American wars.
0: You yeah, don't and, think and, there's and, and, any yeah, way may, to do that. You both don't think there's any way to no, preserve 18. I, I,
1: uh, I don't. I, I, I'm, fo- again, following the numbers, and the numbers don't justify it. And uh, uh, both both protected classes deserve the, uh, the wards that the numbers uh, say that they should have. So even though uh, Alderman Irvin has been talking about it in, in the press, we haven't seen anything. And we, we filed our MAP weeks ago, weeks ago, and, and we've seen nothing. That's why we're now going to push for a open hearing. My
0: colleague Mark Brown has pointed out that in addition to ensuring their own re-elections, aldermen often fight over development projects they want to preserve. For example, you yeah. have Waggesback. Alderman Scott Wagesback and Brian Hopkins are in a fight over the massive Lincoln Yards project. You have uh, Walter Burnett, who's angry uh, that he would be cut off from the east end of his ward, which includes Cabrini-Green, where he grew up, where he wants to retain because not only for sentimental value, but because he made promises to those residents to deliver mixed income housing that hasn't happened yet. How, how, how does that complicate the whole thing?
2: Well, um, Fran, in terms of you are right. There is, and there's a lot more of uh, aldermen fighting over projects, not even population over projects, and and so those things got to get resolved uh, and and negotiated amongst the aldermen. Um, in terms of um, uh, alderman Burnett and or any other African American ward, I think the Latino caucus is kind of agnostic. They can they can draft. Their wards any way that they want. We just took a shot at it uh, 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 in order to try to accommodate all the interests. But we're kind of agnostic, and so if Alderman Burnett has a way to draft his ward that that, that doesn't impinge on Latinos um, or the, the ability of Latinos to create these 15 wards, and I think he can, and I think he can. um, um I, I, I think I think some of those issues get resolved through the negotiation, and if they don't get resolved, then some aldermen are just going to vote against the at-
0: and you're agnostic except to the overall number for Hispanics. You're not agnostic not, about that.
2: Well, that, that we believe is a fundamental legal requirement. E- either either we do it or MALDEF is going to sue and do it or, or, or a judge is going to do it. It's just you just can't get around the reality of the numbers. There is population. There is excess Latino population to create more than 15 wars. Um, the Latinos use. Uh, some of the in our maps, some of the we we leave like 35% Latinos in the 18th ward. We leave Latinos in the 37th ward. So there's more than enough population, and as the law requires, when you have population to create a, a majority ward for Latinos, uh, you have to. That, that, we don't have enough. We don't have enough population um, in, in the African American community to create 18 majority wards.
0: Before we go, let's fast fast forward to the end of this uh, movie or the end of the the last chapter of the book. (laughs) How does it end? I'll give you each one shot at it. How does this end? Bert? Uh,
1: It it, it ends by uh, uh, 26 aldermen, at least 26 aldermen voting for a map that's uh, similar to uh, the map that we have drafted. and the, and the mayor not vetoing it and that becoming the map. Uh, that's what, that's how I see it, how, how it's going to end.
0: But what the magic number is 40 is, is, is 41, not 26.
1: No, really. my, my magic number has always been 26, which passes the ordinance, which passes the map. 41 avoids the referendum. Uh, there, there's another strategy after the map is passed as to what comes next. If, if, ten aldermen can get together to present a map that's not challengeable
0: what's that strategy step. what's that strategy
1: to pass a map that's legally legally defensible and and uh, the aldermen the ten or plus aldermen who who bring forward another map that that map is not legal and is not referendum right
0: okay uh, victor how does this movie end
2: so, um, uh, if we can't, if we don't, if we don't get a consensus amongst leadership and don't get to 41, you can still have a map that comes, say, to 36 votes, but then, but then you can't, but then you don't have nine aldermen or 10 aldermen who coalesce to put a referendum map. The only, in my opinion, right. the group, the group that can put a referendum map that is both legal, sustainable, and will be approved by the voters is the Latino caucus. I don't think you have another caucus that could put together 10. So you could get 36 votes, and, and, and even if the aldermen are not happy, they just don't sign on to a referendum. Now. Um, and, and so really the bottom, the bottom line is I think if we find a path to accommodate what the Black caucus needs, not what they want, uh, and what the, what the, what the Latino caucus needs, not what they want, then you'll get to 36, 37 votes and no referendum.
0: Bert Odelson and Victor Reyes, thank you for your expertise. We will watch with great interest to see how this movie really does end. And we'll see you all next week.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Fran. Thanks, Fran.